your flagship station for Clemson men's basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. On 10.05 a.m. on this football Friday. Connor O'Neill, next segment from Blue Devils Illustrated. We'll talk Duke and Clemson basketball. Get his thoughts on ACC basketball in general. And the schedules that came out uh, a couple days ago for the ACC football. We'll discuss all that with Connor in just a bit. Stay tuned. I'm going to tell you about gastro associates or gastroenterology associates. Make a commitment to your gut here in 2024. Uh, They can do everything from colonoscopy screening to becoming uh, your digestive health partner with their personalized care plans. If you're having issues with your digestive system, quit putting it off. Go to gastroassociates.com. Sign up for an appointment. No referral needed from a doctor. And go see what Gastro can do for you. Uh, they can work wonders for you. They've got locations all around the upstate. Greenville, Spartanburg, Clemson. So they can uh, get you in, take a look at you, figure out what's going on, and fix and alleviate hopefully a lot of your issues, whatever your symptoms are, whatever your, your problems are digestively. Get on track in 2024 at com. Sign up today. 654-ROAR. You want to get in with us. Uh, the Carolina Panthers made their hire of Dave Canals. Look, Dave Canals will be an excellent coach, we, but we have no clue. It's a complete guessing game at this point. And I just think these owners are falling into this trap of believing that they have to hire the next, the next Sean McVay. They have to hire the next Kyle Shanahan. The problem is there's one Sean McVay and there's one Kyle Shanahan. You know what's crazy is if these owners... You know, you say you can learn a lot about moving forward if you take a look at history, right? Go look at 20 years ago and where things were in the National Football League. The hot names that you had to go get were anybody that was on Bill Belichick's staff. Right. Through through the dawn of time, we've seen this. Bill Walsh's staff. Yeah, I'm sorry. Was Charlie Weiss a good coach? No. Was Eric Mangini a good coach? No. I mean, we can just list names and names, but those guys were given all of these great opportunities because of their association with Bill Belichick. I go look at the college game. Brad, there was over a decade where big-time universities were hiring people just because they went and had a breakfast with Nick Saban one time. We do this all the time, specifically in football, and I just don't understand why we do this. Well, in Carolina situation, we'll isolate them for a moment. You got to wonder how many people really wanted this job. Belichick wasn't picking up the phone. Harbaugh wasn't picking up the phone. Vrabel's not going to entertain you more than likely. He did an interview, but I don't know how serious that interview was. You're just not going to get who you really want. Like you're, you know, it's, it's like in college football, they always convince you that the guy they hired is the guy they started with from the beginning. We all know sure, that's, yeah. that's garbage. But in the NFL, we know it's a very outlined you know, system of who you talk to and whatnot. Uh, we've, we know Carolina wasn't getting a really good coach here. It, the market, the situation, Tepper, all the stuff he's done, 
he sabotaged his own franchise in terms of getting a legitimate head coach. I like how you framed that, that the situation and then Tepper. Like, he's his own separate thing on top of all the other issues <laughs> yeah. that are there. But this is a team that, you know, didn't have a lot of options. Maybe Canales wasn't the worst one. So I, I, I kind of get some of it. And I get them trying to to really be that, you know, that driving force of Bryce Young. But what are you going to do with the rest of your team? You know, there's no evidence Canales can run a team that he can stand in front of men and ask them to do things, to ask them to, to put their bodies on the line, to fight and scrap and play in week 15 when they're beat up and they're tired and they're, they just want to collect their paycheck and go home. I mean, I have no idea if he can do any of that. So I don't know if the culture is going to get any better in in Charlotte. It, I think what you're what you're hoping is that Bryce Young, he's the change of your culture. You're going to put all your your resources into Bryce Young and gain, giving him better players. And if he gets better, more players will come to play with him. Sure, that's what you're hoping for. And that's that's not a great that's not a great blueprint for success. It's not a great blueprint for success. But where Carolina is right, I'm sorry, Charlotte, where Charlotte is right now. With no first-round pick, with a lot of the issues that that are at, I kind of understand where Tepper is coming from by, hey, I can't go out and draft a left tackle this year in round one. I can't go out and really splash and go crazy with new personnel. But I just spent everything a year ago, put all of my eggs into this one basket. It makes sense to try to do everything you can to just put everything on Bryce Young. I tell you why I think this is a horrible job. The the well, there's a lot of reasons. I have one in particular. I think the the biggest reason why I think this is a bad job. If you don't turn Bryce Young into something, when his time there is done, so is yours. Oh, you'll be done. I you get you get two years to turn Bryce Young into something, and if it just can't happen, and they have to go back to the draft and redo this whole thing over again, you're not going to be around to have a have a say or a part in it. You're gone. No, you have two year window. I'm, and it's all solely based on whether you can turn Bryce Young into something. With a not very good offensive line, a non-existent run game, and not very good wide receivers. That was called ball plays from Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And they had a top 15 running back on their team. What does Carolina have offensively? None of that. Not even close. They don't have any, nothing even resembles any of that that I just described. So how in the world do you expect this guy to work? He's going to have to turn, you know what, to chicken salad here. Yep. Because he's starting with, with the bad part. Very much so. This is as bad of a bad of a situation as there's been in the league, in my opinion, in the last few years. You can't build through the draft in the next two years, John. Yeah. And you get two years. It's all based on whether Bryce Young can become a competent NFL quarterback. If, if Canales can make him a good quarterback... That all, all other stuff I talked about won't really matter to David Tepper. You know, instilling toughness and bringing a vision and keeping guys engaged. None of that's going to matter. The only thing he's there to do is coach the quarterback position. And I think that is a flaw that very rarely works in this league. I uh, agree with you. However, just to play a little devil's advocate here. Do you think that, you know, barring outside of like going like 1-15 in 15 every year, do you think the record really matters? For Dave Canales in, his, in this two-year window in Charlotte? No. Or is it, can you make Bryce Young like a 3,000-yard passer who can, you know, run the offense and... It comes down to one thing. 
can you get Bryce Young a second contract with the Carolina Panthers? If you're good enough to do that, if we see enough in Bryce Young, then we're going to give him a second contract three years into his rookie deal. Like everybody else starts to get them. You know, year three and four. Right. You don't go to the fifth year. If you go to the fifth year, you're not getting one. So, do, can you get him a contract? If you can get him a contract in Carolina, you're staying there. You'll continue to be the head coach. The results. And if and if Bryce Young fails, so do you. Like, you don't... Bryce Young doesn't get... Doesn't leave and you stay. Yeah, that that, that is not happening. I mean, the, Canales had to be... This had to be explicitly told to him, I'm sure. By somebody in that organization that... You're brought in here to fix Bryce Young, and if you don't know it, we'll find somebody else to redo the quarterbacks. But I could also understand, as a young OC like this, and a guy who has climbed the ranks fairly quickly in the National Football League, would want to embrace that challenge. Everybody thinks they can do it. I, that's the thing in the NFL, in college, wherever. Well, in life. No no <laughs> one's going, I'm not good enough for that job. Like, I don't I can't do that. I'll make a like a dating analogy for you. How many times do you see people get into relationships like, oh, why in the world are you trying to date that person? <laughs> Look at that resume. It's awful. But they, in their minds, they're like, I can fix them. Everybody thinks they're the ones who can fix them. Yeah, exactly. How many college football coaches have gone into the worst jobs in America with that mindset? How many coaches are just grabbing fourth-year or four-school quarterbacks? But, no, but I can fix them. Now he may have stunk at the FCS, and then when he went this to Power Five, then he went to G Five. But five years, but I, I'm, I'm the one. Yeah, I got this. Now listen, I know Todd Munkin couldn't get anything out of JT Daniels, and I know the West Virginia coaching staff getting, but I, but I'm the one who's going to do it. To Canales' credit, he's worked with undersized quarterbacks <laughs> in the past. He worked with Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield. Okay, That's all he's worked with. It's all he knows. And you know what? Maybe he really is that good. Maybe he's the he was the secret sauce for Russell Wilson. Maybe, Maybe. Russ cooked because of Canales. I don't know. Uh, Potentially. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Jim. Because <laughs> I'm looking at the years when Russ really, really cooked. Yeah, he wasn't there. He was the wide receivers coach. <laughs> He was the quarterback's coach at 18, but from 2010 and 2017, he was the receiver's coach for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, man, I could coach that receiving core. Oh, who, who was the guy that was so good for Seattle back then? Doug Baldwin? Yes, Baldwin. I had him in fantasy every year. Man, it was like good for 90 catches every year. Man, I have a ton of yards, but he, he caught everything. Yeah. T- Tammy from Seneca, you get it. That's the point I'm trying to make, Tammy. You get it. Not going to say it on there, but Tammy, you get what I'm, what I'm putting down. Uh, yeah, I, was, I, I had a feel when I said, you know, third or fourth school in five years, somebody would latch onto that one. Yeah. Panther fans, I, I'd love to hear from you and what you think about this. If you are pro Canales. Now, I, I'm curious to see what he does with his staff. There's some talk that I think the, you know, they had a good defense this year. They, that's the side of the ball that actually kind of know what they're doing. There's talk in Charlotte. Gonna, yeah, mm-hmm. there's talk that he's going to bring back the most of the same staff on defense. I think that would be smart. Yeah, I think that would be smart. That in terms of like trying to retain guys and things like that. Yeah, I would try to keep a lot of that side of the ball intact. Offensively, we'll see what he does. I, will he be the coordinator essentially? I would assume so. I, I would think at least to start. I did see that um, Callahan with the Titans is going to be the play caller. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did you see who Raheem Morris might be bringing with him? Uh, no, I did not. Zach Robinson. the OC Oh, another young coach who has a connection with Sean McVay. <laughs> I, 
I, before you get too excited about that, Falcons fans, who do you think calls the plays in, in L.A. for the Rams? It's not him. Who do you think designs everything? Oh, believe me, because I also went down the same rabbit hole because the Steelers were going to interview Zach Robinson as you know for their OC position. I'm not saying he can't coach. I'm just saying don't go, well, he's the savior for our offense because he's calling plays in L.A. Right, because he's not. <laughs> he reason, has access to the playbook in L.A. The reason these people want people off of McVay's staff because of McVay. If everybody could hire McVay, they would. I, I think every team should get the opportunity to let McVay be their head coach for two years. Like all-time quarterback. He'd just travel around. How many coaches in the NFL would you say all 32 teams would hire them today? Ooh. McVay's on the list. McVay's on the list. Short Kyle list. Shanahan's on the list. Andy Reid. Andy Reid's on the He's list. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, and you can say I'm biased in saying this, but I think Mike Tomlin would be on that list. You know who's not on that list? Bill, Bill Belichick. Belichick. And Mike Vrabel. <laughs> Mike Vrabel, who we came on these airwaves and said, oh, if, if Tennessee lets him go, he'll be snatched up by the end of the radio show. Boy, were we wrong on that one? All right, Bill Belichick, not going to Atlanta. No. We don't feel like there's interest in Seattle. I would be shocked if they went from Pete Carroll to Bill Belichick in Seattle. We know that the commanders have zeroed in on Ben Johnson. So what does that leave for for Bill Belichick to do in 2024? Cal? He and Mike Vrabel can hang out and watch football and go boating or yachting or whatever it is they do. I don't know. But Bill Belichick can finally go spend some of his money. Could you do this? Could you start your season, and if your coach is terrible, fire him and go hire Bill Belichick in the middle of the year? I don't see why not. You know, like, you know how guys sit out of training camp and they wait, you know, to see who gets hurt in training camp. You're Bill Belichick. You just wait to see who gets fired, and wait, wait for a team that's desperate so you can get everything that you want. What if Dallas started two and four next year? <sighs> just asking the question. What if the New York Football Giants? roll out Daniel Jones at quarterback again. And it doesn't look very good. What does Bill Belichick do if he's not a head coach in 2024? I think he actually finally takes some time to enjoy himself, hopefully. Could he go be an advisor on somebody's... Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's brought in like over the summer to different... like you know, I'm sure a couple colleges would bring him in as a consultant. He, he do the Ed O thing? Ed Orgeron just like, go around to different schools and hang out? Yeah, probably. That'd be weird. What does Mike Vrabel do if he does not coach this year? Because it doesn't look like either one of those gentlemen are getting a job. I think they just kind of sit back, learn, absorb information. I think they do go around, visit with a bunch of different teams or different schools, and just try to no. network a little bit and present yourself as the best possible candidate in 2025. Vrabel can go do TV. He's got the personality for it. I also think he will get a... Get the looks uh, for it. He'd be fine. He'll be on the sidelines in a year. Panther fan getting in, John. This is a bleak outlook on things. Oh, boy. I'll continue to be checked out like I have been for four seasons now. It's a life of misery, and I imagine this is what it's like to be a Gamecock. Oh, boy. Covered a lot of ground in that one one text from Cole there. Thanks, Cole, for getting in. You went hard, Cole. Like, that was... That was that was as bleak and that was as bleak as the, the weather outside right now. And you had to bring the Gamecocks into this? Ah, Dark clouds. When we come back, Connor O'Neill shed some light on the Duke Blue Devils in this matchup with Clemson for tomorrow. Right for this. 
Need to rent a mini excavator like a Bobcat E32, a skid steer, or a wood chipper? Maybe a smaller tool like a pressure washer, jackhammer, or compactor. McNeely Store and Rental has got you covered. Clemson alumni owned, renting equipment and selling materials for more than 30 years. We also sell septic materials, ADS drainage products, concrete boxes, real stone veneers, and more. With two upstate South Carolina locations in Clemson and West Union. Call 654-9187-Clemson or 718-1449-West Union. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered Sleep Designs and manufacturers mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. Go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. It's time to update your home with a fresh coat of paint. Get rid of those popcorn ceilings or wallpaper, maybe even refinish your kitchen cabinets. Don't try to do it yourself. Trust Serta Pro Painters to do the job right, on time and within your budget. Your local Serta Pro team is with you from the first phone call to the final walkthrough, offering expert opinions on color choices, project updates, and even financing options. No more waiting. Start your project today. Visit CertaPro.com to schedule a free consultation. CertaPro.com. Tired of cutting your neighbor's grass or passing by distressed properties in your neighborhood? Well, wish no more. At Samuel Property Group, we specialize in transforming these overgrown, rundown properties and offer cash for them in as little as 10 days without the MLS. We buy properties every day, no matter the condition. So if you're ready to turn an eyesore into a neighborhood gym, visit Samuel Property Group. Dot com and fill out our contact form and we'll handle the rest. That's samuelpropertygroup.com. Criminal charges are serious with life-changing consequences for you and your family. Let us help you navigate this process. Let us be your advocate at Ryan Beasley Law. I'm Ryan Beasley. Our law firm works in courtrooms across the state at all levels, municipal, state, and federal. We also work with students who face conduct issues at their colleges and universities. We work with our clients throughout this process from pre-arrest investigations to intervention programs as well as criminal trials. With over 20 years assisting clients, our firm has grown to include former state and federal prosecutors. Let us put this experience to work for you. If you are facing an investigation or criminal prosecution, please do not hesitate to contact us. Let us seek the best resolution for you. I'm Ryan Beasley, and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Ryan Beasley Law. Find them online at ryanbeasleylaw.com or call 864-679-7777. Ryan Beasley Law. A leg and thigh dinner from Bojangles for just $5.99. Sounds like a New Year's resolution. Won't last long, so hurry in and get more flavor this year at Bojangles. It's Bo time. Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota, also known as Halt and Anderson. First Class Halt, your dealership alternative since 2011, wants to be your preferred service center. With factory trained technicians, OEM parts, and top of the line diagnostic equipment, we have one goal to keep you on the road. This is why we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty, courtesy shuttle, and repeat rewards. Anderson, what are you waiting for? Come experience First Class Halt, your dealership alternative for Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. 
Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows all state to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. All state fire and casualty insurance company and affiliates are in Northbrook, Illinois. Wow, 2023 flew by, but I sure am ready for 2024. My favorite way to start the new year is to make my home feel like new with zero-res carpet and air duct cleaning. Only Zero Res uses advanced patented process called ZR Water for superior, long-lasting clean. Right now, three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. Plus, mention me, Mickey, and the Roar, and you'll get a hallway clean for free. Easily schedule your cleaning online at ZeroResGreenville.com. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Press Box with Brad and John. It makes it more competitive. The perfect way to get through your morning. Every time he opens his mouth, something irritating comes out. Weekdays from 9 to noon on The Roar. Where every day is game day. Here live on the roar, the press box, Brad and John. Thanks for joining us. Ten twenty-five a.m. Hour two continues on with Connor O'Neill. We're going to break down Clemson and Duke. Four p.m. tomorrow, right here on the roar. You can catch all the action. Tim Bray, Don Munson on the call, and to break it all down from Devils Illustrated uh, at Duke.Ravels.com. Go check out Connor's great work. He also covers. Wake Forest, we'll talk some football and basketball in this segment. Good morning, Connor. How you doing? Doing well, Brad. How are you? I'm well. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow's game at 4 p.m., uh, but I, I want to get your perspective from the Duke side of things in this one. Uh, a team that, you know, I think, we were talking about it earlier, maybe there's a lot of talent on this Duke team, but maybe it hasn't all come together yet. Is that how, or are we right in that, or, or do you see it differently it just seems like there's just times where they look kind of listless, but you you can't mistake the fact that there's really good players on this team. It's like, almost like a matter of time before they start playing a consistently elite level. Is that accurate? Yeah, it's, it's there. Um, I would say things did come together for them after they came back from the Georgia Tech loss. They had a little bit of a break, and then they reeled off eight straight wins. Uh, one of those came against Baylor. That's kind of their best resume win. They really, tomorrow, uh, kind of jumpstarts the tough part of ACC play for them. Um, they've played a lot of the ACC teams toward the bottom half of the league. Um, Notre Dame, two against Pitt, um, Louisville just this week. So we're going to find out a little more about them. But I think they showed us who they need to be, uh, especially early in that eight-game winning streak. Because you're really worried about this team when they lose to Arkansas, which is having a terrible season, and then they lose at Georgia Tech with a first-year coach. Like it's one thing to lose the second game of the year to Arizona, when Arizona looked like not the team they've looked like recently, but Arizona looks like a top-five team. Um, that wasn't much panic, but uh, the way they bounced back from the back-to-back road losses against Arkansas and Georgia Tech was really encouraging. Um, then, then you win eight straight, and it all 
crashes down with Blake Henson standing on top of press row there <laughs> at, at, uh, at Cameron a week ago. So they'll have a little bit of pride on the line tomorrow um, to, to jump us into talking about the game. They just, they've had some games that I just, I, I can't quite grasp. Like, you know, Notre Dame, they sort of just kind of let that, they didn't really just, you know, take control. Uh, Georgia Tech, the second time, they didn't seem to want to really take control, and then they lose to Pitt. And they were fine against Louisville, but, I mean, everybody's supposed to go win at Louisville. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I liked this team through that stretch you're talking about, and we, we talked about it when they turned it around a little bit there in December and into early January. Um, where are they, though, from a confidence standpoint, coming out of that pit loss? What what did that do to this team? Sort of kind of, kind of not only to end that, that winning streak, but it just sort of put a skid on things. How have they responded? I know it's only been one game, but how do you think they've responded mentally since then? The, the response was good against Louisville. It's, it's tough to say it was great because they built an 18-point lead in the first half, and then it got whittled down to, I think it was down to three in the second half. Um, they didn't close the half well, which – you know, every coach talks about wanting to close the half well. I, I tend to think John Shire wants to do it a little more than than your average uh, D one coach. And uh, then they came out in the second half and didn't start the second half well. And and it was down to five within the first couple of minutes. And it was like, geez, you know, this is not a it's not the same Louisville train wreck that it was last year. But it's still a really bad Louisville team. They're, they're poorly coached. Um, they don't have much cohesion. So, yeah, you're you're left thinking there was a little meat left on the bone on Tuesday night, but you're also looking at it from a standpoint of Jeremy Roach came back, and when Jeremy Roach was in the game and on the court, Duke was up 18. It was 38-20 to 20 when he came out of the game with an in- ankle injury. And so he, he tried to come back in later in the first half and couldn't do it, and then tried to come back in to start the second half and couldn't go. So that's one of the main things that, that keeps me from saying that Tuesday night was a loss from the standpoint of they didn't play as well as they needed to. Um, he's, he's their fourth-year guard. He is, he is the veteran on the team. And without him, they're looking at three sophomores to be kind of the leaders because they're, they're the experience. Yeah. And it's a, it's a crazy thing. It's like this is – the oldest Duke team in a while because they're not heavily reliant on one-and-done talent. They have three sophomores that all chose to come back when they could have pursued the NBA. And you're still saying, well, they're looking at three sophomores to be their leaders. It's not like they're looking at seniors. Uh, they just have Jeremy Roach, and then Ryan Young plays a bit. Like his, his minutes are spotty. He played 26 against Pitt, and then he played two against Louisville. So it's hard to look at a guy like that and ask him to be a leader when he's only on the court for two minutes. And so <laughs> really you're, you're, you're putting a lot in the, in the baskets of Tyrese Proctor, Mark Mitchell and Kyle Filipowski. Yeah. It, it is odd to, to put it that way because this is 2024 uh, experience in college basketball looks like Clemson, you know, with Chase Hunter and Joe Girard and BJ, all guys have been exactly. around seemingly forever and Duke's having to rely on, sophomores and that feels like an older Duke team so that's kind of the paradox maybe that John Shire's got right now uh you mentioned Filipowski and Proctor and Mitchell's the one who's standing out to me right now I I just watched this guy play and he looks just I mean markedly better than than last year I mean just markedly better he's got um 
you know, better shooting, better shot selection. Shots are going in better for him. What, what's been the difference? Is it just maturation and growth for, for Mitchell? Why is he playing at such a high, higher level this year? I think it's, it's a few things. Um, number one, he had a little bit of a rough start to the season when teams, I mean, Arizona was the first team that did it, and then everybody copied them. They stagged off of him so so dramatically that he'd be standing at the three-point line and his quote-unquote defender would be at the charge circle in the middle of the paint. Like, they just dared him to shoot, and he didn't know how to play against that kind of defense. It sounds it sounds crazy to anybody that plays basketball, but, you know, it's, it's just – it was wild to see. And so he really struggled to understand how to attack that type of defense, and then he's kind of gradually grown into it. The other part of it is, he played the three last year. Like, he was an oversized three yeah. at 6'8", 220. And now he's playing the four. And so he's kind of had to embrace sticking his nose in a little more on, on the rebounding side of things. Um, he's not as much of a flasher this year as he's a um, dive cutter. Like, he'll he'll pick up a bunch of points on, on cuts to the rim when Kyle Flopowski gets double teams. Uh, he'll get some backdoor cuts, like the first first play of the Louisville game. Uh, he came on the backdoor, and Filipowski found him from the middle of the key, and that was a two-point dunk, easy. Um, nice little welcome back for a guy that had missed the last two games with a knee injury. So he's he's really come into his own lately. Um, I, I had the I had the stat the other day. Um, his first 47 career games at Duke, he had zero double-doubles. In his last three games, he's got two double-doubles. And both of them were the 20-point double-doubles. They weren't the, you know, 10 points, 10 rebounds double-doubles. They were, I was 20 and 12 at Louisville. And then again, um, I believe it was the game at Notre Dame. He had like 23 and 14. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just look at it. 32 points, rebounds combined against Louisville, 37 against Notre Dame, 27 against Syracuse. So he's been been getting it done uh, on on the boards and on uh, the offensive stat sheet there. Uh, Connor Arnell joining us from Devils Illustrated, talking some Duke before they take on Clemson tomorrow at 4 p.m. How do you like this matchup here? I mean, P.J. Hall, you, you've seen him enough. You know you know what he's capable of doing. You've oh, seen yeah. enough of Joe Girard at Syracuse. You know how he can shoot now for the Tigers. So what, how, do, how does Duke match up? What are some of the issues you think the Blue Devils could run into with this Clemson group? I mean, I think the first the first matchup place that I look at in this game is the front courts. And if if I know John the way that I think I do, if I know Brad Brownell the way that I think I do, I think it'll be T.J. Hall and Kyle Filipowski. Like, you just have to put the two most athletic big men on each other. So then you'll wind up with Ian Scheiflin against Mark Mitchell. And I look at Flip and P.J. Hall. They do a lot of the same things really well. Like, they both shoot from the outside. They both initiate offense from the top of the key. They can both score through the low post when you throw it to them down there. Like, they're just they're, – they're both so talented. And the ACC is really kind of a center's league, but I, I look at those two guys as the only two in the league that can do all of those types of things um, about as well as each other. So, if one of them gets the upper hand, they'll be doing it against a guy that does – is basically a mirror image – um, I guess a little bit different body types on those two, but but very similar players. So 
man, Mark Mitchell and Ian Shiflin, like those are two completely different players. Like Shiflin is just the, the kind of the, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say this in a derogatory sense, but he is such a garbage man on the inside. Like he just cleans up so much inside and he gets you so many extra possessions. Uh, I saw the other day he's, he's leading the ACC in offensive rebounds per game. So this is, this is the game where you re- where Duke really needs to see Mark Mitchell embrace that kind of what I was talking about earlier with him. He needs to embrace sticking his nose in there, boxing out, um, making sure that his man is not getting to the loose balls, um, all that stuff. And, and then when you look at the backcourts, um, we're going to have to figure out if Jeremy Roach is playing. I mean, that's, I'll be a camera in at, you know, one o'clock tomorrow to, to try to glimpse any, any, uh, Jeremy Roach warm up shots or anything like that. Like it's, we're back on, we're back on injury watch. It kind of never stops with Duke. It feels like, um, I, you know, I, I don't know who they'll have on Joe Girard. I imagine if Roach isn't playing and Tyrese Proctor starts, then it would be Tyrese, but, They've been using Jeremy to guard the other team's best um, ball handler or guard. So that's uh, that's going to be a little bit of a drop-off if he's unable to go for Duke. Mm, it certainly is, and we'll, we'll monitor that. I, I think Proctor's, Proctor's pretty good, too, but you're right. it's they That veteran leadership of Roach, I, I felt Roach has played longer than Joe Girard has in, in college, but... Uh, nevertheless, uh, it'll be a great matchup tomorrow at 4 p.m. at Cameron Indoor, and Connor will be all over it. So I highly, highly recommend you follow him on X at Connor O'Neill underscore D1. Make sure you follow him, and he'll keep everything updated uh, from Devils Illustrated as well. Connor, uh, before we let you run, football schedules are out for the ACC that came out earlier this week. Uh, what did you make of both? the um blue devils and and the demon deacons as they these as you kind of peruse their schedules yeah well we had long enough to to digest them right it came out over a three-day span we <laughs> got to see the opening weekend and the thursday friday games uh, I, I kid i guess um no i i mean i think wake and duke are both set up to have the types of seasons that if Clemson had them, they want the out for blood, and I think with Wake and Duke having them, they'll kind of be okay. Like, Manny Diaz in his first year needs to establish a bit of momentum, but nobody expects him to come in and compete for an ACC championship right away, and Wake Forest needs to bounce back. Like, 4-8 and eight, um, is not where they want to be. They, they need to have some semblance of positive momentum coming out of that um you know am i am i thrilled that wake is going to be playing i think they play at stanford this year and have a home game against cal um i will i will not be going out to palo alto (laughs) put me me down on that right now i'll be watching that one from home uh so yeah I've been telling people the only thing I know about the three teams coming into the ACC is Cal has a good running back, and that's the only knowledge that I want to have until about July when it's time to actually start digging into who's who's going to be good on the new teams. 
Oh, I, I wish I could uh, tell you we feel differently about the additions, but I'm kind of right there with you. Uh, hey, you, you're the one who broke the news to me that, uh, and I saw this on, on Twitter when you posted it, that the ACC kickoff is going to four days, and, and I just sort of shook my head at that idea. But, hey, at least I, we get to hang out a little bit more, spend some time uh, just you know talking about uh, college football and college basketball. So there, there's the bright side to more time in Charlotte coming up in July. So uh, we'll we'll definitely catch up with you then. But uh, Connor O'Neill does a great job covering Duke and Wake Forest. Go to duke.rivals.com and check out all the latest. Uh, he'll have updates there on whether or not Jeremy Roach is going to play. That's, that's a pretty big deal. So follow Connor there. Thank you so much, my friend. Always good to catch up with you and enjoy the game tomorrow. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Connor O'Neill. Man, four days in Charlotte coming up in July, John. <laughs> Got to get all these extra teams in. I can't wait to have uh, – who's the Cal coach? Justin Wilcox. Uh, who's the Stanford coach? Oh, my gosh. I can't remember his name. <laughs> he came from Sacramento <laughs> yes. State. I remember his resume, but I don't remember the guy's name. It's uh, Troy. And Troy um, – Troy Taylor. Taylor, thank you. <laughs> ACC football coach Troy Taylor. Oh, I know who the head coach at SMU is. I got some conversations to have with uh, uh, Mr. Lashley there. 654 or more to come after this. Most folks in your neighborhood are realizing a garage floor coating is a must-have item. Our coatings are easy to clean, extremely durable, and they transform the entire space. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. In the last 15 years, we've installed over a million square feet of residential coatings. Trust in our team of professionals when it comes to your garage floor. Go to irondrivegaragefloors.com to get a free quote and see our five-star Google reviews and gallery of finished jobs. That's irondrivegaragefloors.com. Warmer days aren't the only thing ahead. So is the Upstate South Carolina Book Show. From January 25th through January 28th at the Greenville Convention Center, you and your family can get up close to the latest boat models for fishing, speed, and cruisers, as well as the latest in gear and accessories and insurance and finance vendors. If it's on the water, it's here. Only from January 25th to the 28th and only at the Greenville Convention Center. Bring your whole family to the Upstate South Carolina Boat Show. Kids six and younger are free. Find out more and purchase tickets at upstatescboatshow.com. This is Brandon Davis, owner of BCD Services. We're now serving Anderson and Greenville counties with HVAC maintenance and new installs. From a very young age, I knew serving people was my passion. BCD Services' mission statement is integrity, excellence, and respect. That's exactly what you'll get when you pick up the phone and call BCD Services. You're not just a number. Relationships truly matter to me and my team. For all of your HVAC needs, call BCD Services at 864-940-4804. Head to Bojangles and try the new chicken rice bowl for a limited time. It's bow time. Hey, Clemson fans, want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives? Arthrex is hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic sports injuries around the world and right here in your community. From elite athletes to weekend warriors, they care about helping people get back in the game. And so do their employees. If you're looking to make a difference and learn new skills, including machining and assembly, check out available jobs at career.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. No manufacturing experience required. This new year, make a resolution that truly counts. Prioritize your gut health with Gastroenterology Associates. Start the year off right by taking care of your digestive well-being. Our expert team is here to guide you on the path to a healthier, happier you. From screening colonoscopies to personalized care plans, Gastroenterology Associates is your partner in digestive health, conveniently located in Patrick Square. 
Visit gastroassociates.com and step into the new year with a healthier, happier you. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC Terms and Conditions Apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Do you want more control over your business spending? Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management platform designed to save you time and money. Ramp offers unlimited corporate cards with spend controls you can customize to stop wasteful spending before it happens. Ramp makes expense reports a breeze by automatically collecting receipts and matching them to the right transaction. You'll close your books in hours instead of days. Ramp allows you to see all of your company spend in one place, so you can make quick, informed decisions about your business finances. Plus, Ramp will share insights based on your spending to help you cut costs. Over 15,000 businesses have added up to 5% to their bottom line with Ramp. You can be one of them. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P.com sports. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph A's Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here letting you know if you want to stay on top during the regular and postseason, Ralph A's Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph A's Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph A's Toyota. Hey, everyone, gather around. It's time for corny jokes about passing the torch. The team at Kirian's Welding was fused together solid. Thanks for all the late nights and early shifts. But double retirements mean the crew must bond with some certified new hires. You've both gone the extra millimeter. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates, and you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from the Indeed dashboard. Visit Indeed.com credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. So what exactly are the net rankings? I have no idea! Tune in every day until March as we try to figure it out. The Roar, where every day is game day. Back here live on the roar of the press box with Brad and John continues on. Thanks to Connor O'Neill there. Enjoyed catching up with him. Getting the Duke side of things. I tell you, that Jeremy Roach injury, it's got me thinking, John. It's got me thinking hard. Does it now? If he isn't playing, I there's gonna be some opportunities for Joe Gerard to make some shots, especially if Roach isn't out there. Yeah, that veteran leadership. I told you, Clemson has the edge in in veteran presence in this game. Strong edge. I don't think they're going to get deterred by the atmosphere. I don't think they're going to get overwhelmed by the situation. Didn't see Pitt get overwhelmed at all. Dude sitting on top of the table, bringing it, giving it right back yeah. to the camera crazies. I'm not saying I, I'm hoping that P.J. Hall is staying on a table screaming at other students, but, I mean, hey, if it happens, it happens, right? Exactly. What I, We'll come back to this game in a second, but I want to ask you, is there any other college basketball on Saturday that has your attention? Sure. What, what other games jump out at you as you look at the very intriguing slate, in my opinion, for Saturday's college basketball action? Well, let's start in the uh, the best basketball league in the country. Which is? The SEC. 
How about the most interesting basketball league in the country? Okay. Can I convince you of that? Yeah. I think it's the most interesting by far. Uh, Georgia-Florida at noon tomorrow. Circle that one. It's a big game. Georgia trying to stay up there, trying to, you know, prove who they are in in the standings. Mike White going back to Gainesville? Going back home again, yeah. He says you can't go home. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a choice here. Welcome, welcome home. Schedule is pre-made. Uh, this is not a uh, this is a business trip. But welcome home. Way. Yeah, that that'll be interesting reception. Oh, talk about an interesting reception, Brad. At twelve thirty on Fox, mm-hmm. Georgetown at Providence. Ooh, that's going to be feisty. Ed's going back. Providence is going to roll in this game. Yeah, Georgetown's bad. They're very bad, and they're going to let Akuli know that he made a very poor uh, career choice. And he very well may have. Maybe not financially. I don't know. I don't know what Georgetown paid him, but maybe it's uh, not going to be a warm reception for him at the uh, over there in Providence. Clearly, uh, Tennessee taking on Vanderbilt tomorrow. Uh, I knew you would be going there. Bandwagon Rocky team, top bread. Bandwagon team of January. I can't promise you it's going to be the bandwagon team in March or February. Or February, for that matter. Uh, Auburn goes Mississippi State. Scary game. Scary game. You're coming off. It's back-to-back road games. You're coming off a loss to your rival. An emotional game. Both teams left it on the court that night. That was a good game. It's a very good game. And now you got to go to a feisty Mississippi State team that feels like they're better than you. They feel like they can beat you. They do. And they should. That's, that's going to be a tough game. You know, at 1 o'clock uh, tomorrow on the SEC Network, you're talking about how do you respond. I want to see what the Gamecocks look like against Missouri at home. Couldn't I agree more. Are they going to bring the same energy and the same fight that they brought against Kentucky, or is, there, is it a letdown spot? Uh, I don't think it will be. I think they should be able to handle Missouri. Missouri's not a very good team, but this is kind of the, the definition of a trap game, right? It took overtime to beat Missouri out there in a game that South Carolina never led in regulation. Tied it, went at OT, and won it there by two. So there's going to be... There's going to be some anxious moments, I think, in Columbia. I, we talked about this the other day. I think there'll be a very good crowd coming off the Tennessee win. I mean, the Kentucky win. You're, you're capitalizing off of you know, the, the increase in, in interest now for Lamont Paris and the men's basketball teams. I, I think it'll be a great crowd, great atmosphere. You've you got to win this, or it takes a lot of the, the, lust, you know, the luster off of it that It takes win. a lot of the wind out of yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Really does. Over in the ACC, Boston College, Notre Dame at noon. No. Virginia, Louisville at noon. Uh, Not moving you. No. Two o'clock, North Carolina, Florida State. I'm paying attention to that one. Yeah, I, I agree. I am definitely paying attention to that one. Top two teams in the league right now. I like that game. Part watch. I kind of like the fact that it's in Tallahassee too. Yeah, North Carolina's been good no matter where it's been. A road, home. They don't care. They don't care. They're the best team in the ACC right now. It's not close. Pitt, Miami. Good Big East football battle. If you if you say so. <laughs> uh, Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. I'm good. Battle of Techs. I'm good. Tech don't, Bowl. Don't need to watch that one. Don't need to watch that one? No. I'm kind of with you. Uh, NC State, Syracuse. Mm, no. I'm good on that. Uh, a lot of the shine is coming off to NC State to me. All right. Fair enough. Uh, some other games to keep an eye on, I think, in, in top 25 action. I tell you, man, Seton Hall plays everybody tight, it feels like. They're going to Marquette tomorrow at 1 p.m. 
Oh, that'll be a good one. Just got a feeling that's going to be a close game. Over on FS1. Tie game with like, you know, five minutes to play kind of thing. Uh, Kansas and Iowa State at 130 tomorrow. Interest you in that one. Two top 25 teams. Absolutely. I would I would hope so. I'll, yes. I, I'll pay attention to that one for sure. Good old traditional Big 12 game. Texas-BYU. <laughs> you have to remind yourself what leagues these teams play in now. You really do. Hey, and you know, Brad... We've got at six o'clock tomorrow over in Spartanburg. Battle of the Upstate. Furman and Wofford. Okay. Interesting. Pay attention to that one. Rivalry. Absolutely. Like that one. Um honestly not that much else in the top twenty five stands out. So I think What, you're you're not fired up for LSU Alabama? No. This isn't Saban versus Coach O. No, far from that. <laughs> well, Coach O's in Alabama. Coach O's. Coach, <laughs> Coach O's about as orange as a basketball, but I don't think... He does can. resemble a basketball right now. That man is he's tanned. And... I mean, what else has he got to do except spend money? That, that must stink. Your job in life is to just spend money. It's to spend LSU's money. Yeah, LSU's money, yes. <laughs> Show me the door, brother. <laughs> That's what he told him. <laughs> Where's the door? He and Kayshawn Booty just spending LSU's money. Oh, Kayshawn Booty. We'll get there. <laughs> we can get there right now since you brought it up. All right. I'm done with college basketball. We'll make a Clemson prediction in the uh, next hour. So you are way more into the coverage of the gambling space and sports betting and all those things. You are way more in tuned in that area of, of sports than I am. Yes. So please explain to me and the listeners... <laughs> What in the world was he doing? <laughs> uh, he was illegally wagering, first of all. First and foremost. Why was it illegal? Because he was 20 years old at the time of this wagering. You break law. You're not getting a, a, a slap on the... This isn't... John, I'm not talking about he did something that sports books don't allow. He did something that state law does not allow. That's That's a big deal. To be done. He was booked for this, by the way. <laughs> uh, the former LSU receiver, uh, plays for the Patriots, was arrested on an illegal gambling charge. Uh, he was booked in an East Baton Rouge Parish jail and posted a $600,000 bond and was released according to court documents. Uh, Butte was 20 when this all happened, or when this started happening, and you know he found a way... To circumvent, well, there's millions of ways to do it. There's probably college students right now listening to us who have done it. You know, you get your parents to sign up the account or you use your parents' information or whatever uh, to do it. But he he got caught. And the thing is, John, it's not that hard to get caught. If I've told you one thing about signing up for these sports books, what is it? What happens when you sign up for a sports book? They get all your information. They get all your information, and they watch you. You fall into Now, they may not be like having a person assigned to your account, per se, but they have algorithms that flag things that seem not typical. I would say making 8,900 wagers <laughs> from an account uh, that in 17 were on college football games with at least six on LSU. That that's probably a reason to say, okay, what does this mean when the account username is 
Keyshawn Butte 7, according to the affidavit. So, yeah, I, I would say it's not hard to get caught if you're putting your name on your account and you're underage and you're wagering 8,900 times and wagering uh, close to... I, I saw numbers that in, included $500,000 worth of bets made. Now, he was winning some and then using, though, like he, you know... How much he actually lost, you know, 70000 whatever it was. But in 2023, he bet $186,000 and lost 16000 You're just shaking your head over I'm here. just, I'm, I'm floored. Of one, the volume of wagers, 8,900 wagers in 13 months is just, I think that is excessive. Right? Says you. Says me, who don't, don't, got, don't place any bets. We got some listener going, I don't see a problem with 800 bets. What are you talking about? Those are rookie about? numbers. We need to pump those numbers up. But also just the, the brash and brazen of just thumbing your nose at the law. I know that he is not the only person under the age of 21 to be messing around with sports betting. I know it's a problem. I know it happens out there. But, man, you you made your username your first and last name with your jersey number? And funded it with your mama's money, your mama's credit card, bank card, whatever. And you're paying off the credit card with the <laughs> NIL money. I mean, this is high-level dumb, folks. I mean, you... I. <laughs> these, these sports books are highly regulated, highly watched. There's a service called U.S. Integrity that most states and most sports books use SEC football basketball baseball uses them several other conferences do leagues and their entire job is to flag things they see that wasn't that are irregularities correct me if I'm wrong but wasn't it that same group that caught Brad Bohannon yes they informed the Alabama baseball coach they informed Ohio regulators that they there's something going on here but yeah this guy, this guy didn't well, care. He didn't, well, he didn't. go go look at his his whole time at LSU. He man. didn't care about anything. He didn't care about anything. Never showed a sign of caring about anything when he was there. And you got to realize how, I mean, this was going on at the same time he was doing all the other crazy off the field stuff. Yeah, he bet over five hundred thousand dollars in two years under his name. Some of it while he was underage and illegally, and he thought he wasn't going to get caught. Well, clearly he didn't think he was going to get caught if you're just doing it with this volume. He's, I mean, he's if he was trying price. to go under the radar, he'd be, I mean, there'd be, what, 80 bets placed over a year? Uh, yeah. Not almost 9,000? It's crazy, isn't it? And you clearly want to get caught if you're betting on your own team. I feel like that's something we have gathered over the last year. If you're betting on your own team, you're going to get caught. Just don't, man. Just don't. It's, it's not. It's, I promise you it's not worth it. Juice ain't worth the squeeze. And it obviously opens up integrity issues that, I mean, I don't even have to say that, right? Like, we all know you can throw games. And, I mean, the NFL has a ban on that. If you throw games, you're caught game fixing in any way whatsoever. Whether you, it's an attempted or actual, it's a lifetime ban. You're gone forever. College, you'll, you'll never play another snap in college. You do it. You cannot bet on your own team. Period. I know it's 38 states that's now legal. You're not, you're not doing that, though. Can't do it. 
Coming up next, Daniel Shirley of TheAthletic.com will join us to get his thoughts on college football, college basketball, and the NFL playoffs and more from our good friend here in just a few moments on a Friday when we return right for this. Don't go anywhere. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpen.